Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. New Hollywood is presented by the Apple TV Plus original series, The Morning Show. The drama series explores the cutthroat world of morning news and the lives of the people who help America wake up in the morning. Told through the lens of two complicated women working to navigate the minefield of high-octane jobs while facing crises in both their personal and professional lives, The Morning Show is an unapologetically candid drama that looks at the power dynamics between women and men and women and women in the workplace. The Morning Show stars Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, Steve Carell, Billy Crudup, Gugu Mbatha-Ra, and Mark Duplass for your Emmy consideration. Hello, folks. Welcome to Deadline's New Hollywood Podcast. My name is Dino Ray Ramos. I'm Amanda Nduka. Welcome to the home edition, the, the quarantine edition of our podcast. Um, so today we have the star of, where do we have, who do we have, Dina? <laughs> we have The Outsiders, Cynthia Arrivo. Yes. You know what? And if you don't know her from The Outsider, you know her from everything else. <laughs> Definitely know her. You know her from Broadway. You know her from the Harriet movie that just came out last year. She was nominated. Widows. Yeah, she was nominated for Oscars for that. Um, she is, and then she's also doing Aretha, <laughs> um, <laughs> Nat Geo's Aretha, uh, Genius Aretha, the Aretha Frank- Franklin um, um, adaptation. At yeah, yeah. Um, um, you know, and, but like, we, for this episode, we do focus more on The Outsider because, you know, the, it's, it's in a role that I've never seen her in. Like, it's something that I've never seen her. Uh, it's just a role that we haven't seen her in before. Yeah, it, it's, she, it's, she it's so interesting. That. She plays this. She plays a detective. Um, very, on the spectrum. Yeah, on the, it's a very nuanced performance, and and it's and it's Stephen King, so obviously it has the horror and the supernatural element to it. Um, Jason Bateman is also in it. It's uh, it's it's. I, I mean, honestly, like it was like just you know. I don't I don't know if people know the premise or whatever, but they they're finding this entity that kills children. <laughs> and that's all you need to know. That's all you need to know that they're they're sort of on the hunt to to solve that this mystery. But it's really great, and we talk about like you know how she sort of tackled this role to 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 you know to show the nuance of this person. Um, she also you know we talked about uh, Aretha. We ta- she gave us a little bit on that. Um, and you know she she she's just a dope person. She's doing dope things. I mean, well, also. I, I do regret the fact, you know, when we have, like, really talented guests who could sing, 
Yeah. I try my hardest just not to say, hey, can you sing us something? You know, I mean, that is so annoying, but I really (laughs) wanted her to sing something. (laughs) After hearing her hero rendition, like, yes. Yeah, it was like, I just love hearing that. But she's amazing. If you haven't seen The Outsiders, it's on HBO. Uh, Check it out. And then also, you can see her in um, Aretha later on. Coming up. Yeah, this year. This year. I don't <laughs> yeah. know if they have an exact release date yet, but do, yeah, you could, yeah. Exactly. But without further ado, here is Cynthia. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Deadline's New Hollywood Podcast. This <laughs> episode, we have the lovely, the incomparable hey, hey, hey. Cynthia Rivo. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> How are you, hey, Cynthia? Hey. I'm good. I'm good. Man. That oh, was how are you doing, Cynthia? I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> good. Good. Thank you. Busy, but good. Yeah. Busy is yeah. good. And busy is busy a blessing is right I'm now, very especially like during yeah. these times. So, so what have you been like? What have you been up to during this yeah. quarantine? Are you are you taking this time to relax? I mean, you said you're busy. Are you working a lot um, still? Yeah, so um, when I first got, uh, when this first happened, I um, started recording. So my label was like, okay, so you're at home, you're not going anywhere, which is great because you're always going somewhere. Now you're in one place. We needed to record that album. Thank you. No excuses. (laughs) No excuses. So I've been like on and off recording um, the album and uh, I've had to do a lot of different recordings anyway. So I did the one for PBS for Memorial Day. I did something for American Idol. Um, I just finished recording something. I think there's a a graduate thing Mm -hmm. happening. Uh, Sue's recorded something for that. Um, I've got a lot of scripts that I'm reading. Um, we have to still get ready for that because when we come back, Aretha is still happening. So the, that script is still coming and we're still learning about that. Um, and I've been on different interviews every single day and talking about different projects that we might start starting some projects. I think there's a, a project that I hasn't been announced yet, but it will be and I'll be producing, co-producing that. Uh, so we have to get into prep and they want to start filming now but like mm-hmm. uh in time so people will be doing it for themselves I hopefully um yeah and I'm looking forward to that so I'm it's busy it's I'm still working things out and figuring out what to do reading a lot yeah, yeah no you're definitely staying busy uh, I have I'm to say I loved your rendition of hero Mariah Carey's hero <laughs> what what would you how would you describe the sound of your your album um uh, how do I describe my sound of my album I it's hard because I don't think there's a specific genre, even though I know that mm, I love soul and I love R&B and I think that's just a part of who I am. But I think, let's call it emotive. I call it emotive. Um, in that it is about emotions, it is about heart, ache and, and love and, and all of those things and things that we express, you know, experience as human beings. Mm-hmm. That's, what it's, that's what it's about. I write... Uh, mostly from experience um so that's what you'll hear you'll hear stories that I so we're gonna know. we're gonna be in our feelings like like Drake yeah yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I hope so <laughs> um well I just want to touch on your your background because you and I have similar backgrounds we're both we both grew up in Nigerian households so I want to know your story about how you sort of made it to the industry like how how was what was that journey like for you and how were your parents how did your parents initially take it when you told them you went this is what you wanted to do 
See, uh, so I was raised um, by my mom, Solly, and she, I feel like she kind of knew before I did. Mm-hmm. She had this baby book, which I tell all the time because it's true. She has this baby book and she would write in the back of it. There's a little bit in the back that asks you what you think your child will be. And she writes, mm-hmm. first time she writes down about what she thinks I'm going to be, she writes down that she thinks I'm going to be a singer and an actress um, because she hums when she eats. Uh, and then, when, then the second time she writes it, I think this is what I was about, two she writes that she thinks i'm going to be a singer and a doctor or an actress and a doctor because i started copying what she was doing she come she was a nurse mm-hmm. and she would come back and she would write prescriptions and she would get everything sorted for work and she would have her uniform and all of that and i would copy what i was seeing um but i think that was actually probably the actor part of me going oh i want to play this um but she noticed all of that and and i guess she never pushed for me to do what i'm doing but she never she never discouraged, she always encouraged me to follow the thing that I wanted to do the most. I think she came from a place that uh, told her what she should be and she ended up doing what she wanted to, mm-hmm. to do. Um, so I think she already had that sort of ethos anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I told her that I was going to be an actress, I think she kind of was like, yes. <laughs> I love that. And she was like, and. <laughs> I love that. And I love that. Like I'm seeing, I feel like there are more and more Nigerian families that are now like encouraging their kids to yeah. explore the arts if that's where they see their talents lie. So that's really, really yeah. cool. Who, who were your, who were your inspirations um, when you were coming up? Who were some people that you, that you looked up to? Um, different because, because I sing and I act mm-hmm. and, and uh, there, there are different there's like people who are like the combination of both of those things. Um, I was obsessed with Barbara Streisand. Um, I was obsessed with Judy Garland, obsessed with Aretha Franklin, obsessed with Dinah Ross, obsessed with, uh, I loved um, uh, uh, Viola Davis. When I, when I first saw her, I was like, oh. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> She's amazing. <laughs> Because I'd never seen anyone like her before. She was just, I thought that, you know, we all love Meryl Streep. And I was like, I don't know, do we have, do we have someone that like can go toe to toe? And Viola Davis was that for me. I was like, mm-hmm. um, and Angela Davis uh, was just, she's just a hero. So, you know, I Nina Simone is uh, because of the imperfection of, of the way she embraces music because for her it wasn't about making a pretty sound it really was about you know communicating a message communicating the 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 cause at the time communicating how she felt communicating how people felt as a as a nation how she just had a wonderful way of using her music to do that um and more and more it became about freedom for her and i just thought she was incredible and then to know that her you know i didn't realize at the beginning when i first started to learn about her that uh her love actually was um being a concert pianist she wanted to be a classical concert pianist um and i don't know that she ever got to live that dream uh out but her piano playing is second to none she's unbelievable um and i don't know that people know her for that as well but I think the uh, the idea that someone can house that much talent like that is unbelievable yeah that she spoke fluent French as well which is like yeah oh god yeah. <laughs> what how um yeah so though I, I I have loads of different um 
influences and people I looked look up to for very different reasons, but I think that they're all a combination. The combination of those people is kind of what I am. Yeah. Yeah. And and you sort you bursted on the scene, I would say, on in uh, Broadway. That's where yeah. People, yeah it's what and then obviously now you're doing film, you're doing TV, you're doing albums. How has this transition been from from being on the stage to now being in front of the camera a lot, or you know, how how's that been for you? Um, I so being on stage is really beautiful because you get to have this live element. There's no re-records you can't go back on yourself once it's if you make a mistake you make a mistake and you have to keep plowing forward and figuring out how to keep going and you get energy from the people there and then I used to say that when you're on stage your audience um will tell you what they need um and so when you're not and you're on screen you have to sort of trust that your director your castmates everyone around you even the people doing the lighting, the people doing the rigging, all of those people will give you something because they will, they'll give you feedback mm-hmm. by the way they behave or the thing that they might say, or they like that scene or that, what you did there is really great. You have amazing eyes. I love, like I'm putting, I'm going close to your eyes. So that means, okay, so something about what I'm doing with my eyes is giving you what you need for this storytelling. Great. I'm going to keep doing that. You know, it, it is um, a change and you have to get used to it. And I guess when it comes to music, there isn't much difference because I'm still being, I'm still able to perform live. I'm still able to be on stage and performing and, you know, recording an album is just something I want to do, but it, I don't, it's not taking me away from performing live. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I do live recordings anyway. So mm-hmm. there's that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you went from, you know, we mentioned the color purple, which by the way, I remember I was in New York and I couldn't get a ticket when you were performing. So I missed that boat. Um, <laughs> they should make a movie uh, version of, of that performance, of your performance. Cause I, I that performance though, yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> That's okay. my issue. So you went from like the color purple and then you went to doing movies like Widows with Viola Davis, by by the way, and at times at the El Royale, which by the way, I think is underrated, by the way. Thanks, I like that movie too. It's so fun. I Um, love doing it. I like, honestly, I love doing it, yeah. And then, you know, you have Harriet and now you have The Outsider, but you know, these are very specific, and then Aretha coming up, these are very specific kind of roles very different diverse from each other but how did these roles speak to where you were or are in your career as an actor and as a performer I think the what I try to do with these these roles and I have an amazing team that and they understand what it is I'm trying to to do and that is to portray the lives of women that we just never really get to meet you know if you think about Harriet Harriet's story just hadn't really been told in full on a big screen until that movie. And you only really had, I think you had a TV movie with Cicely Tyson and you had that amazing version um, from Underground with um, Aisha Hines and then um, this movie version, but it just had never been done on the big screen and her story as a whole had not been done. So it's a hero whose story had just never been heard of, never been spoken about, never been given to people to to pay attention to. Uh, Holly from The Outsider is such an anomaly, um, a woman who is on the spectrum, who is different, uh, is a, a woman of color, is in the police force, is as a, an investigator, is just all of these 
weird, different things combined in one person. I had never seen anyone like that. So I knew that I wanted to play that. And I felt like it was written in such a rounded, well-rounded way that I just couldn't miss up the opportunity to play someone like that. Again, Darlene, who I guess was slightly modeled after Darlene uh, Love, um, Mm. who is one of the most incredible singers, but lived her life as a backing vocalist for the longest time. Uh, And it took her a really long time before she was in front and center. Um, I don't know if you've seen this documentary, 20 Feet From Stardom. Yes. (laughs) It's amazing. And I can watch it over and over. I think I've watched it at least four or five times at this point. Um, And her story is sort of the, the, the thing that runs all the way through it and it again I'd never seen the story of the backing vocalist who was just trying to like make her way to the front like just trying to make music um and to be able to sing live on set um in like in the middle of a horror film in the six like the whole thing was just different so I was like I would love to do that the outsider um I sorry the widows with Belle who is this young fiery fit woman who is unabashedly doing whatever she can in order to make her life the way she wants it and we're not judging her for it she's not a bad person nor is she particularly a good person she just is Mm. and I loved that I loved that about that and I didn't know that it would pop the way it did I just loved how it was written and so i I guess the aim is to find these women who we don't get to meet very often, who we don't get to hear from very often uh, and tell their stories really. Um, Because I think they're interesting stories to be told and um, we should know about them. Yeah. With, with, um, with the outsider, you know, Stephen King's story, Mm -hmm. you know, how familiar were you with that, that story? And, you know, when you, first you know book the role how did you want to approach it because you know she she is on spectrum she she is this very unique character Mm -hmm. and how did you even start to did it scare you how did you wrap your mind around this how do you unpack a character like that yeah Uh, bit by bit so when i i i had not heard of her i you know i didn't i hadn't read a lot of stephen king um and when i knew that it was part of the stephen king um uh trilogies or books I just universe yeah. universe that's the word um I just decided I wasn't going to read her because I didn't want anything to influence how I played her I really wanted her to feel fresh and new um and when I had spoken to Jason Bateman about her he was like well this is the character we feel like he could be really cool she's very different if you're into it like this might be an interesting new woman to get your teeth into and and play she's different from anything you've done before but I think that you might be really cool for her and and I loved the opportunity to do something that was just new and different um the way I unpacked her was just by I was lucky enough to have a really good script and you read a when you read the script, it's written in a particular rhythm. There's like a rhythm she has in the way she speaks. And so you break that down and you try and make sure that that rhythm is still connected and grounded as opposed to letting it um, go go too far, get too big um, or go too small. Uh, You sort of have to find the humanity in it because I think, you know, you read something like that and you think, do I play her like she's a robot? Do I play her like she's like unable to like connect with anyone? No, what's interesting it's about trying to find the most interesting way of playing this woman. And for me, that was to find the humanity and ground her so that those things that were odd didn't feel 
it's like you can't quite work out what what is it about this person that is so different from everybody else but still i can connect with her um and she, but she finds it difficult to connect with everybody else but is genuinely mm-hmm. the effort to do so um and i just wanted to i wanted people to meet this woman who was on the spectrum who was uh human and who was just trying to make it work like everybody else mm-hmm. um who happened to be a brilliant mind mm-hmm. um and that's sort of where I started. If you start with empathy and no judgment, you could probably find what you need to, to play someone. Oh my God, that's like life lesson right. in general. Yeah. Do you often yeah, yeah. find commonalities with the people that you play? And you sometimes, play? sometimes not. And I, I always find it really interesting when I have nothing in common with them mm-hmm. because I have to find myself like, Holly was like the opposite of me. She hates music, mm-hmm. outstanding heights doesn't want to listen to one of like it's like doesn't understand jokes doesn't really know why people joke in the first place like she's just she's very very different to me doesn't do this the whole style thing it's like a button up and some chinos and some boots and i'm good to go that's it for her um it's sort of the opposite uh, of who i am which i love because it meant that i could step outside of myself completely and into this person sort of give holly the space which is me as a vessel to to come forward and and say hi to people really yeah did, you forget about yourself and go and fall into the character yeah did anything about your performance of holly and the did anything surprise you or did anything that come, did anything come out that maybe you were like oh i didn't i didn't know that i had this in me um i guess her the way she w- would move mm-hmm. i don't know that i planned it that way she just she has a way that she moves. She has a way that she walks. She has a way that she um, uh, addresses people. There's this this weird thing that I I watched the first episode uh, when she again when when you first introduced to her episode three and she starts explaining um, what she's like and why and what she's been through and uh, what she can do and before she explains that it's uh, she asks he's he, Ben Mendelssohn's character Ralph says. Uh, if you said if, and she, I, I don't remember doing this, but when I watched it back, um, Holly does this. Hmm? And I, like, I don't remember these little quirks that she would do the moving the finger off the, the, like taking a finger, the, the ring off and putting it back on and twisting it around those, those little tiny quirks. You don't know that they're happening until they happen. It's you, they're sort of a pattern that you find, for these people that it's the rhythm that they they have in them um i didn't know that that was in me uh my uh, hairstylist had a videotape of me i say videotape like i'm definitely a 90s kid um, <laughs> <laughs> he recorded me as i was walking across the set and i had no idea he was recording me i was just walking somewhere i don't know where i was going but i looked like i was on a mission but and when he played it back to me i was like i don't know who that is but it's not wow. me because that's not my walk wow he was like, i know that's not you because it, you would come into this trailer and do your makeup and it would not be cynthia it would be holly the rhythm that you would speak in the tone that you would speak in the way you would move that was not you and i'd be like this is so it's so strange because you don't know it's happening you don't know that that's what's taking over but it's sort of like i guess when you give a character enough room they just sort of yeah. do what they do and exist how they need to exist. Yeah. 
New Hollywood is presented by the Apple TV Plus original series, The Morning Show. The drama series explores the cutthroat world of morning news and the lives of the people who help America wake up in the morning. Told through the lens of two complicated women working to navigate the minefield of high-octane jobs while facing crises in both their personal and professional lives, The Morning Show is an unapologetically candid drama that looks at the power dynamics between women and men and women and women in the workplace. The Morning Show stars Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, Steve Carell, Billy Crudup, Gugu Mbatha-Ra, and Mark Duplass for your Emmy consideration. With characters like Holly, you know, she is on the spectrum and we are in this time of, you know, representation and the, the uh, you know, mental health disabilities, these these are the uh, this community that has been, uh, haven't been portrayed in the longest time. Yeah. How, you know, I'm sure you had, you know, advisors and, 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 and they were very responsible with the portrayal, but how did you want to give, I, I don't know, saying give justice or, you know, to this portrayal of someone who is on the spectrum um, and how careful and how did you just even navigate that? Yeah, I, I had realized that people on the spectrum are often portrayed on TV as though they're not human. It's like they're, it, 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 sometimes it always just goes too far. And so you can't, and as if they don't connect at all with people uh, um, and not, not every one of the people on the spectrum are savants. Like some of them are just working out how to connect. There's just, a difficulty in connection and that we we as human beings can understand and the thing i wanted to do was make sure that we when people watched this they could understand that someone on the spectrum isn't someone that you should outcast yeah. or someone on the spectrum isn't someone that you can't communicate with and you can't have a conversation with that people on the spectrum can fall in love can um ha wear braids can uh, have nails can be great can be brilliant minded can have conversations that are difficult it just takes them a second to to connect the dots sometimes and sometimes it just they work faster than people but it doesn't mean that they should be outcast mm. that doesn't make sense to me and what i and i just was trying to make sure that there was a really good balance of her brilliance and humanity all in one place um that was the thing that i really wanted to make sure was happening mm. um and I can't tell you how many people reached out to say, thank you for doing that. Yeah. I have a son who's on the spectrum. I have a daughter who's on the spectrum. I'm on the spectrum. And I'm watching this felt like finally someone had seen me. Finally, someone had um, given a representation of something that I understand as what I represent. And I, that just meant a lot yeah. to me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like what I've learned, uh, especially with speaking, you know, with uh, people who are in the space of disabilities and mental health is that we, yeah, I think for so long, Hollywood has looked at people with disabilities as different or like portraying them in a certain way, but yeah. they just, they're the same as us. They just do things differently. differently. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And I think that's the same for Holly. She just, she processes in a different way. She comes at things from a completely different way. But, and if she didn't, she wouldn't be as brilliant as she was. Do you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. processing and, and getting things done in, in a different way doesn't mean that you are not part of the wider community of human beings. Like that's yeah. just, it, I don't believe that at all. We're, we're all human beings at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, and everybody has different everything. So, yeah. um, yeah, 
So I was at the T. I was at TCA when they did. They showed the clip of, from the upcoming season of Urethra, and I'm so 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 excited for that I, for that um, season. What can you tell us about it? I know you got. You said you're still. You guys were shut down because of the. Yeah. Then, so you're still filming eight episodes, and we shut down episode six. Okay. So what what can you tell us so far about it? I'm I'm so I love Aretha. I'm a huge Aretha. Like, what can you tell us about it? <laughs> um, I can tell you that I am singing live on set. Uh, every song I have sung live, um, I can say tell you that we are trying to unpack uh, the complexity of her. She's she was a complex human being, um, and there are moments where it's not cradle to grave. We're talking uh, from the early, like late forties. There's a young Aretha, and we when you meet me in the sixties. Uh, and you go through with me to the 90s, early 90s. Um, and, you know, it's just about her relationships and who she was and how she made her music and how it came to her. Um, the fact that she uh, was about equal rights, that she uh, was about the Black Power movement and she was trying to make sure that there was equality for people of color uh, and that uh, it meant that meant a lot to her. I think people don't realize that she was an activist in her way um, and that she had a complex life and she worked through a lot of things to get to where she was. And I don't know that people really understand that about her. We see Aretha, the woman who made beautiful music and was super successful, but she had to work through a lot to, to get to that point. Um, yeah. You get to see how she handles all of those things. So all of the difficult things that we, uh, as human beings and as women struggle with sometimes. Do you, do you ever get nervous or feel sort of, I guess, a pressure to portray characters that are already sort of known to people like a Holly? He, she, she was in the book. Rita Franklin obviously is an icon. Do you get nervous about, about portraying these types of people? Um, not necessarily nervous. I do feel a responsibility to try and do it as truthfully and as fully as I possibly can. Um, I know that I, I can't be the person because the person already exists but I know that I can put my best foot forward and do as much as I possibly can to, to make this person and do this person justice mm. is that what I try to do at least with a Holly. I, I saw her as a fresh new person. I just, I hadn't met her yet before. Mm. I hadn't met her in the book. I hadn't seen her in the, I think there was a series that had gone before. I hadn't seen that character. I hadn't seen that woman play her. Um, so I, it felt like I was getting a chance to do something completely new and original. And that's how I came at it because it, that helped it helped free it up for me to, to do what I needed to do. But for um, Harriet and for Aretha, you do as much research as you possibly can. You read as much as you possibly can. You listen to as much as you possibly can. You look at as much as you possibly can. And then you kind of let it go and then do your best. Mm. Is basically what it is, yeah. What would you say your favorite Aretha song is? Ain't No Way. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sing that That one. was quick. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so what, what, uh, other than Aretha that's coming, it's coming out, it's coming out this year, right? I'm, I'm spacing on the date. Yeah. 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 What, and other than that, what else do you have coming up that you can talk about? Or if you can't talk about anything, is there something that you've been really wanting to do that you haven't tried yet? Any role that you've been wanting to take that you haven't done yet? I really want to like step into the world of like fantasy and uh, cause I haven't done that yet. And I would love to, love to do some Marvel. I'd love to do some whatever, like there's a really beautiful book, Children of Blood and Bone coming. I would mm -hmm. love to be a part of that because mm -hmm. um, I'm obsessed with that book. And, and Tommy Ayemi is amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, and like, I really, I just want to keep playing cool roles. I'd love to be in a film with Meryl Streep. 
uh, because that would be fun. Uh, mm, and I would pack up a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, there are some things that I've got uh, coming up, but we're sort of like deciding when they go. Well, there's a, a film that we're working out at the moment and doing the contract for, mm-hmm. and hopefully I can get into producing myself at some point very soon. Good. That might be on the horizon do you have any plans to tour or do broadway or anything like that with your well with your album is there a tour coming up or are you gonna can we see you back are we gonna ever see you back on broadway you might see me back on broadway i just have to find the right thing for myself i have to be like i want a piece to feel as meaty as the color purple it i was Mm. spoiled i ruined myself (laughs) by doing the color purple i I really did because it messed it up for my expectation of what i'm going to do next like if it doesn't like feel as fulfilling as that then there's no point because it's like going backwards and I don't want to do that um so if I find something that feels right for me I'll, I'll do that and with the music if it gets ready and it feels right then yeah I'll, of course I'll tour it yeah I love seeing live so that's well, definitely I'm all I'm all for seeing you in something Marvel <laughs> DC fantasy sci-fi come through it. Black Panther 2 <laughs> yes <laughs> we're all about manifestation seeing you with Meryl would be a a dream as well and I remember during Widows when you were um you would post your workout videos on your Instagram I was like and I would be on my couch eating cheese puffs or something I'm like oh look I'm like, look, Cynthia's working out for all of us. <laughs> Wait, are you are you do are you still working out like that? Are you doing? I, I took a break, okay. but uh, I'm back at it. So yeah, mm, still that th- that th- your workout, yeah. you know, like all you are, it's it's like, it was you and The Rock. Those are the two. <laughs> like, I love that. Is great. That's cool. <laughs> do we do that? Do we do me and The Rock at some point? Yes. Do do oh my god! I should put out a workout oh. video. <laughs> you and The Rock. It was a I workout mean, or like a workout video. Followed by a buddy comedy. <laughs> yes, you know, know has all the ideas right now. Okay, we're throwing everything out. So <laughs> we're, you know what? We make things happen at deadline. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna make this happen, guys. Good. Love that. <laughs> Cynthia, we like to sort of we like to wrap up the interview with this uh, little segment we call the FAQs or the facts. Just fun okay. questions to, to tie everything together. So your first okay. question is, since you're on a series based on Stephen King novel, what was your favorite horror horror movie? Oh, my favorite horror movie. You know what? I'm going to say it was Get Out. Mm. Good. But, Good but is that a horror, though? Wasn't, <laughs> wasn't that the big... <laughs> it's, it's a like, documentary. <laughs> It's like I'm, it's more like a psychological thriller, which is where that's my that's my thing. Yeah, yeah, that, a good, yeah. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't like gore. Not good with the gory. Oh, you're not. You're not. So you're more thriller, less gore and horror. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think they're kind of all under the same umbrella. Though, yeah, so. I think so. Yeah. Um, do you have any bizarre pre-performance rituals or odd superstitions? I don't think I have any odd superstitions, but what I, before I perform, I always warm up. I always say a prayer and I always, I think each character has a scent. So I find whatever perfume or scent works for each character. Yeah. Like for, for Celie, it was um, sandalwood and 
lavender, I think it was. Um, for Darlene, it was, I had like a sweet perfume that I would use. Um, I, I want to say it was maybe Santal or something like that. And for Holly. Oh, I like that scent. Yeah, it's really good. For Holly, it was like, um, I want to say it was like a, like a woody, was it like a, maybe like Tom Ford Oodwood or something like that. Just like a deep, heavy scent. And for Aretha, it sort of changes because she's like, it, throughout the season, she's sort of like in the sixties, it's something sweet. In the in the seventies, it's more like essences. It's like um, I would burn incense all the time in the in the um, trailer, and it sort of leaves a scent on your clothes, which is kind of cool. Um, and then, which was what did I use? I used a frankincense. There's a frankincense and myrrh, like a sweet frankincense and myrrh um, <laughs> incense, which I use, which is actually kind of apt, uh, which I. <laughs> as well um and yeah and for what did i use for for bell i can't remember what i used for bell it was like it was like a really like a young like one of those young perfume people perfumes that like a chanel number like chanel coco chanel or something like, you know the mm-hmm. young one so each that's, character scent that is so cool that you that is amazing yeah. Do you have just like a collection of fragrances then? That's bad. <laughs> yeah. It's bad. It likes bad. It's bad. <laughs> I love it. Because I usually just have one bottle of cologne that just lasts me for like five years. I'm yeah. terrible. Okay. I'm terrible. <laughs> okay. I have, like, and I never like, I, I've never just used one scent for myself, which is kind of fun. Because like when I get to these characters, I'm never, I'm never attached to to ascend i'm sort of like i just use it as i go yeah that's so cool that's so fascinating uh, okay so would you rather have chapped lips that never heal or terrible dandruff that never come that that never that can never be treated <laughs> what who that's a hard one oh <laughs> kind of gross i was thinking about this like if i had the chap lips that never heal would i be able to like remedy the immediate situation in the day because then i could just put like lip balm on i guess that's the question you know (laughs) like like a a temporary yeah Mm. okay i'll allow it i'll allow it then i'd rather have the chap lips that never heal because if i can allow at least have a uh, like a temporary fix. Yeah, yeah. You that. can always put on like lipstick with, or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. with the dandruff, I think. <laughs> no, I you, you don't. That, you don't have to wear black. Whole can of things. You can't wear black. You can't wear. It's too. Mm-mm. No, because yeah, it's not yeah. the dandruff, is it? It's it's not just the dandruff. Right. It's the clothes. It's the having to wash the clothes exactly. with the, the dandruff and the having to figure that out. And like, no. Or people commenting. <laughs> or people commenting. Is it snowing outside? <laughs> <laughs> That's You're too right. much. <laughs> At least with chat books, people feel bad for you. Like, hey, do you want some lip Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, okay. So an, an, an evil wizard casts a spell on you. <laughs> and she only allows you to sing one song for the rest of your life. Okay. So what song would that be and why? Um, you know what? I'm going to go to I'm here. And you know why? Because I know that it has brought a lot of people, a lot of happiness mm. and I keep being asked to sing it. And it, for some reason, cracks people open uh, in a way that I didn't 
truly understand at the beginning of it, but then watching, singing that song for 14 months and watching people change because of that song and um, realize dreams because of that song and be stronger because of that song meant a lot. So I, if I could sing only one song, it would be I'm Here because I know that it would have a great reaction. Like it would have a great um, effect on people. Yeah. Oh my God, that's such a good answer and good, such a selfless one too. I love it. <laughs> okay. If you could make a 20 second phone call to yourself at any point in your life, present or future, when would you call and what would you say? I would call, um, I probably would have called myself at, maybe, was I 20? Three, I think it was 23 and I was on my Brompton bike riding to uh, like a temp job or something and I would have called her and I would have said you're doing fine you're going you're gonna be okay yeah definitely <laughs> that's a good question because <laughs> 20 <laughs> seconds is not a lot of time I think I would call my and be like I would be like girl so how did we end up all right cool <laughs> <laughs> But I think, but that's such a good answer is this like all calling your past self, yeah. especially with people who have been historically marginalized or just yeah. kind of bullied or whatever yeah. to say, you're going to be okay. I mean, it sucks now, yeah. but you're going to have a glow up later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause I, like I often, I often get asked, what would you, if you could change anything about your past, what would it be? And I'm always like, I wouldn't change anything because I, I think if I did change anything, it, I probably wouldn't be here. Like it, everything I have done has led me to where I am right now. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't change this for the world. Yeah. Yeah. And our final question, we asked this to all our guests, is there an underrepresented voice in the industry, whether it's an actor, writer, producer, creator, that's not in the mainstream that you want to give shine to, give love to, and you think deserves more recognition than they're getting. And you could give us multiple people too. Okay. Um, Underrepresented. Oh, who do I pick? Um, Jeremy Pope, who is just, who's just. He um, was on our podcast. Love. love yeah, he was so. Oh God, Feather he's so dreamy. <laughs> and dreamy is a person, and has been working really, really hard. Um, so I want to see loads more from him. Um, who else? Uh, I want to see Danielle Brooks in some really great movies. Um, she, I love her and she's my good, good friend. And I think she's incredible. Um, I would love to see, I want to see more from Dewanda. Mm -hmm. um, there's Again, a, she was on her podcast too. <laughs> love her. Um, I spoke to a writer called Wanuri. She wrote Rafiki. Um, I want to see lots more from her because I think she's incredible. Um, Underrepresented. Um, there is uh, there's a, a singer called Michael Kiwanuka. He wrote the song for um, uh, Big Little Lies. That the theme tune is his. Oh yeah, he's wonderful. And Salt of the Earth. There's an English singer called Talia who is beautiful. Her music is incredible. I want to see more from her. Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's a lot. <laughs> oh, a lot, you know. Um, my producer, he, uh, who's I, I accosted and told him he was going to help me make my album. His name's Will Wells. Mm. 
he just makes great music and it is a genius and is brilliant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, great yeah. names. Those are great names. Yeah. Those are great names. I mean, we, we just love it when people help, you know, lift each other up. Thank you so much for being with us today. You a great conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully on the other side of this, we could see each other yeah. again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Yeah. And I love this this yeah. that you're sitting on here with the, the like a chaise or something with the with the. Oh yeah. Like Amanda's oh. Amanda's background is always a <laughs> really dramatic chair room right now. So I don't. I'm at I'm at home. So there's not that many rooms to go to here. I don't know if you guys heard a baby crying. There's a lot of noise in this house. I, yeah, I heard it. Okay. No, I, no. Yeah, yeah. My 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 brother had a has a three month old, and he just started going crazy. Wow. Yeah. So there's a lot of noise, like dogs barking, people coming in and out. So this is probably the only place I can get quiet for a long. Yeah. It adds to the ambiance of yeah. the, uh, of I, the podcast. But I would rather so have a background like yours, Cynthia. I'm like, that's really, really <laughs> smart. <laughs> I know. Up. So like this is like great. Yeah. And, it's, and I love the fact I love the fact that it's a little doggy looking for it's a cute. telescope. <laughs> Isn't it cute? It's so funny because this dog is looks a little bit like my actual dog. So He's cute. white with like brown spots. That's a little dog with white and brown spots. Let me see. I don't know if you can the dog. <laughs> <laughs> we can see the little doggy. Really go, oh my god. We're gonna look. Oh, your doggy's down there? Can you see it? No, my dog is outside. I was going to say, your dog is so quiet. I put a bell on his collar because the last time we, he got lost. Oh, his The problem is he's really intelligent. So finds ways to get out. And you're like, how did you do this? Everything is closed. And now I need a bell on him. My dog does that too. We had to put, we had to give it, put him, give him a collar with their address and number because he'll find ways to run out. But the thing is he always, he always comes back, but sometimes it's like, it's a long time and he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't watch out for traffic. He just kind of runs. So (laughs) it's very stressful. So when he's gone, like we usually chase him because it's like, he's not, he's not conscious of like people, you know, there's cars that are coming and that can can hit you. But my little dog is hilarious. We live, on a hill I like I'm on a hill right now and so in trust him to choose the most difficult way to walk up the hill he goes up the <laughs> Wait, how, how old is your your little doggy uh, okay yeah eight pounds. Here's a small little doggy with very short legs probably a lot of energy <laughs> a neighbor calls Usually like, the- uh, I think I have your dog can I mm-hmm. do you want to <laughs> Yes, I can get my dog. Usually, <laughs> usually the do- the younger dogs also have the most attitude. Like they're like, I don't need you. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. They think that, especially small dogs, they think that they're bigger than what they are. <laughs> so, yeah. so my dog's always barking at people, but then he'll like run away. <laughs> like, so like, if, what if people? Sometimes if people want to pick him up, he'll do a little growl, and they're like, "Oh, is that okay?" I'm like, "The growl literally means nothing." Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So be easy when you pick me up. I'm tender, please. Yeah. And then he stops growling. Yeah. Like exactly. it does not even growl. He sounds like a pigeon. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, Cynthia, <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. Me We're looking forward to Aretha. Thank We're you. looking forward to Aretha. Your role in Black Panther two. And- <laughs> <laughs> 
and blood and bones, and, and blood and bone, and, and, and maybe yes. in the next Matrix movie. Yes. You know, I'm not gonna throw it at the window. I love that. <laughs> Great. Great. Well, thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. Take, thank care. You. Take, take care. Take care. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.